and welcome back to the Basketball Champions League Coast to Coast podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hein. Great to have you uh, back again. Um, this week, again, fo- flying solo as Igor Djurkovic uh, unable to make it. Lots of news going on in the league and uh, lots going on with the players of the league. And so I want to uh, delve into that, uh, even though on my own, I still think that there's plenty of stuff that we can talk about. Uh, we also have an interview of the week. Uh, we talked to Maxim Salash from Smoky Minsk, uh, the Belarusian uh, powerhouse, talking about the Belarusian national team, as well as uh, Smoky Minsk's uh, fantastic start to the to the BCL, 2-1. Uh, and one. And uh, really have a uh, have a good have a good footing to maybe make it to the to the playoffs. Uh, I guess uh, starting there, why don't we move to the to the news? Um, the biggest news coming out uh, was that the Champions League basketball Champions League has uh, revised its format, uh, going from the playoffs and quarterfinals, uh, home and away games, to a group play. Uh, there will be four groups uh, of four teams. The the four teams, the two teams from each of the eight groups going from the regular season will then go into a draw, and they will be divvied up into four groups. And they will play four uh, the other teams in their groups home and away, so six games. And the two the top two teams of those groups will then go to a final eight. Of course, uh, everybody here uh, in the cha- in the basketball Champions League was hoping that the the 2020 final eight there in Athens would have been a once uh, once in a lifetime unique experience. Uh, but as it appears right now, we will probably be doing that again. Uh, that is planned for the first week in May. Obviously, all of this is due to. Um, just making sure that there's enough time available and uh, everything else uh, in terms of the COVID-19 virus and uh, just to try to keep everybody as safe as possible and also provide enough leeway there uh, for scheduling purposes to make sure that we get in all of the games. So uh, it's a little bit of a shame that there won't be the the, the playoffs with the, the, the series, but uh, but there will be group action, which obviously makes every point uh, that much more meaningful, as we're seeing in the re- in the regular season this year. Uh, a couple of moves that uh, that really should be talked about. Uh, obviously, Peristeri uh, named uh, a couple weeks ago. Agueras Lucas, the the new head coach, and and you just kind of had a feeling with him being a bigger name. Uh, that they would also bring in, uh, try to bring in some more firepower. Uh, ended up bringing in uh, one of the biggest names in European basketball, Jonas Borussis, the Greek veteran, Eurobasket Euro champion, World Cup silver winner. Uh, just so much experience, and obviously having him in that in that group is just going to be that much uh, more. Uh, just make them that much dan- more dangerous. Uh, they also added Jay Crockett and uh, Ryan Far- uh, Ryan Haro. Haro actually played for Purulukas, uh at Athens at the Peristeri uh, in eight- in 2018-19. Uh, so uh, some big moves there with Peristeri, which you kind of expected when they brought in uh, um, Purulukas. 
Um, Galatasaray has replaced the interim uh, badge uh, and given head coach title to Omar Ugarata. Uh, really happy for him. Uh, have actually had a lot of interaction with him over the years at the youth basketball scene with the Turkish national teams. Uh, another team making some moves was Kastanamant Saragossa. Uh, kind of like a trade, if you will, uh, pe- uh, people of American, fans of American sports, no trades, of course. And this is kind of one where uh, Saragossa is getting TJ Bray on loan. It's officially on loan from uh, FC Bayern Munich of Germany and uh, and is, and is send- and Saragossa is sending DJ Seeley uh, back to Bayern. Uh, so it's so Saragossa with their new head, with their head coach Sergio Hernandez uh, will have T.J. Bray instead of D.J. Saley. Um, T.J. Bray was uh, was one of the stars for Rastafesta in the season before they made it to the Champions League, where they had their majestic uh, season in the in the uh, German German league. Uh, so those are the main news. Uh, and moves of the week. Uh, obviously, we are in the uh, in the aftermath of the first um, FIBA window of the season, the second of the qualifying campaigns, and uh, actually quite a few stars from the BCL shined for their national teams um, in their. So the there was the Eurobas- FIBA Eurobasket 2022 qualifiers there was also the FIBA Afrobasket 2021 qualifiers the FIBA Basketball World Cup 2023 European pre-qualifiers um, and then also the Asia Cup uh, pre-qualifiers and uh, America Cup as well uh, but obviously the main focus here for for this show will be uh, just mentioning a couple of guys uh, playing for the for their European teams uh, Miro Bilan obviously had a great, great, uh, great uh, week with the Croatian national team. Sasari Star uh, took Croatia to two victories, got the book their ticket to the Eurobasket. Temir Blatt uh, had a had a had a huge game against Spain uh, for Israel, upset the the world champs. And uh, one of the things that was good for him was uh, had a really good shooting night. Uh, from the outside, kind of, uh, kind of had a, um, kind of went back to a little bit more of a shooting. What was the next game? But obviously, a uh, huge boost for him, the the Hapo Jerusalem star, uh, to bringing that uh, Israeli team to the EuroBasket. Georgi Shemandini uh, helped uh, of Tenerife, and also Thad McFadden from Burgos. They combined for Georgia to get two two more victories. Uh, in their group, so they're still four and zero. Obviously, they're one of the co-hosts of the Eurobasket in t- in 2020, along with Germany, Czech Republic, and Italy. Uh, France beat Germany. Uh, uh, Amat Mbai, as well as uh, Chassong, Julian, Long, and, and Poutier. Lots of uh, names from BCL names from 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 the French national team, getting two victories over GB in Germany. Uh, the Belgians also knocked off the Czech Republic. Uh, obviously, Ratan Obasan was was strong. Uh, the Nimburg star also had Fen Wine on that team. Uh, one of the mentioned Peristeri, uh, one of Peristeri's guys, 
And Jonas Atinao had a fantastic game in the comeback uh, victory over Bulgaria. Really a heartbreaker for Bulgaria. They were up by 16 and ended up losing in overtime. Uh, Atanao uh, hit uh, six threes, including two in the final 29 seconds or something like that. So that's a huge boost for him uh, going into the, the next group of games for Peristeri. There was a couple of players from the Afrobasket qualifiers. Uh, the biggest name uh, was Ish Wainwright, who had a game for the ages. The the six Strasbourg star came up with an efficiency of 51. He had 36 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, and 2 steals for Uganda in the win over Cape Verde. So that was obviously the biggest story BCL-wise. Uh, in the Afrobasket, uh, Cholet's uh, Nianta Diara uh, helped Mali beat Rwanda, but uh, ended up losing to South Sudan. And the other player that I uh, wanted to mention uh, in terms of national team is uh, Maxim Salish, uh, the Belarusian national team star. And uh, he helped them uh, advance, book their ticket to the second round of the FIBA Basketball World Cup 2023 European pre-qualifiers. So they're right now 4-0. Uh, in the group with Portugal, Albania, and and Cyprus, they still have two more games for the February window, and then will have already booked their ticket to the second round. Um, and since we're talking uh, uh, about Salas, let's move right on to the interview with him. Uh, we had a chance to talk to him. Obviously, one of the main players for Smoky Minsk, uh, one of the exciting debutants here in the league so here's here's uh here's my chat with him and we'll catch you on the other side all right so on the show this week we have maxim salash from from smoky minsk uh max thanks for uh, coming on and, and take some time oh yeah thank, thank you thank you for the richard um we we wanted to have you on the show because mm -hmm. you uh you're playing for Smoky Mint, like we said, and uh, we're actually in the middle of a of a FIBA break. Uh, but before the mm -hmm. FIBA break, you guys had a big victory. Uh, you went mm -hmm. to Israel and beat Halone. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a 69-69 yep. uh, victory to move mm -hmm. to two and one in the group. Um, yep. Maybe just talk about. Uh, it probably seems like a, a while ago you had a national team in between, and we'll we'll talk about that. But maybe just talk about um, how how the the team feels right now, being uh, after that victory. Uh, we're feeling good. I think it was important for us to you know to win this game. Uh, it was important game because even after this tough loss in Greece before that, so we kind of had to bounce back, and this this win like gives us a good opportunity, you know, to to keep fighting for the advance. Um, the the first game in BCL history for the club was uh, at home against Cholet and you guys won 70, uh, 82, 82 75 uh, yep. maybe how much did that mean for you uh, for this team to, to get that win and maybe to get the feeling you know hey we, we belong oh yeah for sure like, it was the first game in uh, history for us in this competition and it was home game and so it was actually our first game of the season so it was like there was a lot of pressure, like you know, like first game at home. But we were like really excited and wanted like to show that you know to start it off good, and we did. Like it gave us a lot of confidence after that. So it was a great game. 
and th- and then the next game was against Ike, and yeah. you know if you look at it, you guys led by nine points mid midway through the second quarter. Okay, they yeah. then did Ike things, um, but you know you played you know you played really well. We were leading after fifteen minutes. Um, mm-hmm. You know this is against a team that many you know many people think could win the win the title. Uh, what are some of the biggest things that you guys learned from that game? Well, like it's like experience they have. Like they have so many like uh, very experienced, uh, good players. So if you want to like play good against them, you better stay focused all forty minutes. Like as you said, we we have been leading in the beginning, but like the game consists from forty minutes. Like we lost this uh, uh, momentum, and uh, they just took over. You know. Home game for them, and they have a very good, experienced team. So it was it was a tough game. Yeah, a learning experience, like you said. Um, yeah. We we like to when we talk to our our guests, we like to kind of uh, ask them about what basketball is like where they grew up. You're from Minsk, the capital mm-hmm. of of Belarus. Yeah. Um, maybe. Talk about what basketball was like for you growing up. Um, I, I I know you you kind of were a little bit later to basketball, and we'll talk about that yeah. in a second. But what what yeah. was basketball like in in Minsk when you were growing up? I mean, in my country is not like number one uh, sport in the country, so like it's um, it definitely could be better. Like we have a really good um, women's teams. Mm-hmm. Women's basketball in Belarus actually is pretty much like better than the men's basketball. It's kind of, it's kind of weird, but it's, this is what it is. Like um, as you said, I went, uh, I came to basketball pretty late, like when I was eleven, twelve years old, I think. Uh, so, but I loved sports from the from the since I was like really young. Played football, played soccer, played the. Uh, uh, I played chess, I played volleyball, you know, handball a little bit, but in the end, uh, uh, basketball was the was the one. I I wanted to ask about chess. Um, I saw you you mm-hmm. even had classes uh, where you would go five days a week. Um, Umar Yutsevin, the Turkish uh, young Turkish player, I uh, interviewed him uh, a while ba- a while back, and he was talking about mm-hmm. how uh, that he also plays chess. Um, you know that that's such a thinking man's game. Um, maybe maybe how does playing chess? Um, how does that help you basket in basketball? Uh, absolutely, it, not just in basketball, but in life too. I started when I was really young, and it like set up my mind in uh, this logical thinking. You know, thinking in advance. That's really helping you know, to train your like brain, if you, if you can say that. So in the game, when you need to think fast and uh, take uh, right decision, that really helps you. I can, you know, sometimes still play chess, like the computer, or if I saw, find got some friends who plays too. So. Really nice game. Has there been any teammate of yours who's been even close to beating you? <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah, I had one one teammate, but it was um, a couple of years ago when I was still in Spain playing in Spain so yeah I had a team who can we were like almost on the same level I think so sometimes I beat him sometimes he beats me it was really interesting okay uh, who was that do you want to say or no uh, uh, yeah for sure Devon Van Ostrom 
Okay, yeah, from, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Holland, Maybe right? you know him. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, you mentioned Spain. You you went there um, when you were 16. Uh, you went to um, Calle Sol, Sevilla. Um, mm-hmm. you, obviously, you know, you mentioned that, you know, uh, basketball is not the biggest in, in, in Belarus. Um, yeah. Maybe just talk about your decision um to leave you know you're an only child and or and yeah. and you know and, and leaving you know f- to really just an entirely different culture and everything like that uh maybe talk about the about the decision to move to to spain um it was like not easy because uh, usually for belarus belarusian players for somebody somebody living they're living for the states like universities not many uh, like this for the European, but when I talked to my agent back then, I just like I played a good European Championship in the under sixteen national team. I signed with an agent, and he said that like he prefers me to go to Europe somewhere than to go to the States. And then he found me this offer from Sevilla, and like I talked to my parents. They said like they uh, they they're with me, you know they support me like whatever I choose, you know, to stay or to go. But still it was kind of tough, you know, living in the country for for like for a long period. You you ended up spending uh, more than three years there. Uh the last two seasons uh-huh. you were in the in the second division in Leb Gold. Yes. Um maybe some of the biggest lessons you learned there, maybe some of the the best players that you played against that you really remember, um, you know, maybe learning from or, or talking to them and them helping you? Oh uh, Yeah, like I had a lot of uh, experienced players this there in the second league. That's why they like sent me there. So I get some experience. They thought like I wasn't not ready yet to play in the uh, ACB. I had to, you know, get more mature and play some professional basketball first there. So when I went there, there was like a lot of, a lot of young guys like me and a lot of experienced players. So, that is good. Like in Spain, I love that that they, you know, trying to help, and uh, they were like open people. So it was it was really, really, really nice time, you know. Um, in in 2016, you ended up going to to Poland, uh, and then yeah. and then went back to Minsk, um, and and then in 2018-19, you went to Tallinn to play for the uh, the Estonian team. Maybe um, you know what. Why the decision then to you know you had come back to to Minsk to then leave and go back out to um, uh, to Estonia? Yeah, this was like more about the coaches, you know, because uh, after the year in Minsk, uh, this new coach came to town and uh, you know I wanted to change somehow to play more and grow, so I decided like I need to move somewhere, and Estonia was a good uh, good place for me to be because I learned. Because the level of practice was very high, and we played uh, two competitions this year, and it's, uh, it was a great experience for me. And then um, after the season ended, they, they got a new coach, and he said, like, probably he's not very interested in me. And uh, at the same time, as Moki got a new coach. But he said, like, he's really wanted to see me back home, and, you know, so it was kind of really easy decision for me, too, because uh, I got to go home and, you know, the coach who... Um, I knew who's gonna like play me, and then uh, I can learn. So, you know, the that was the right decision at that time. What was it like coming back home? Uh, 
It was good. I, I like it. I really love my country, my home, my hometown. So there is like no problem with that. Like the club is in great competition. Like we've been like, you know, very high level and uh, not even Champions League too. So it's a great place. Uh, Smoky Minsk have won, I believe it's 12 uh, league championships and also cup championships yeah. in a row. What's it like playing for, for such a powerhouse? You know, I mean, the, the absolute number one by far in a, in a country. Yeah, that's what I said when I said basketball is not the very popular, I can't say very popular right now sports in Belarus, but uh, there's one big club and then the club, like, no other clubs is not that don't have this such uh, such money and such opportunities, you know, so uh, I hope, like, it's changed, you know, I can see the people trying to do it now, so get more competitions as it used to be, like before. Uh, it was really a big competition, like, where a lot of clubs can, you know, could win it, but right now it's just one big powerhouse, as you said. Yeah. Um, you've, you've always played for the, the, the Belarus national team, also at the youth yeah. level. I want to I want to go back to 2014 uh, Sarajevo. Probably not something you want to remember too much. Um, uh, you guys were in the U20 European Championship Division B. You went to the semifinals, um, and you ended up yeah. playing against Pol uh, against Belgium. And you know they had yeah. guys like like um, uh, Baku and and Van Wijn and Lecomte, and and they beat you there in the semis, and then. Uh, Ukraine actually beat you for a second time in that tournament in the third place game, uh, which would have actually brought Belarus back to Division A at the under twenty level for the first time since two thousand six. Um, you were you were still young. You were only eighteen there. You were two years younger yeah. than everybody else. Um, maybe you know. How do you remember that? Was that was that you know was that you know? Um, do you see that as do you see that as a big positive? You see that as a major disappointment because you guys never you played two more years and you never reached that far. Uh, how do you yeah. remember that? I remember that because this uh, was the closest we can, we got to the A division. You know, we had a really great chance. We got the like the stage was great. I think we only lost last game uh, to Ukraine, which like didn't decide anything, but still. Of, um, kind of played a bad trick with our confidence, and you know, in the semifinals, the Belgian, Belgian team, we just, you know, they just kind of beat us, you know, they were stronger at the time. So. And then for the third place, we played Ukraine again, which we just like, lost a couple of days before, and this was like a really important game for us, but I don't know, kind of stuff. Yeah. But this was the closest we got to the AD division, I think. Uh, senior national team, you've been playing all these years as well. Um, you know, 2015 qualifying for Eurobasket. Uh, you actually beat Denmark twice, and you know some of those guys uh, from Denmark. Uh, you know, they just uh, they just uh, pulled off two upsets in the in the Eurobasket qualifiers. Yeah. <laughs> um, 2000, uh, 2017 qualifying, you guys beat Poland, which is a team that. You know, surprised uh, so many people by reaching the World Cup uh, quarterfinals, um, and uh, and then um, and then actually in the in the in the round uh, for the EuroBasket twenty twenty one now twenty twenty two pre qualifiers, you lost to Denmark then twice. 
Um, and actually in that second game, you were leading by 16. Um, maybe, you know, we'll get to the games that you just had this week. Um, but, but maybe your, your thoughts about how, how close Belarus is getting, um, to qualifying for a major event. I, I think it's every time it's very close, you know, but we miss just one step. There's a lot like times we just need one more game and we can qualify and then we lose it. Like, for example, I don't remember actually what year was it, but Portugal. And we just needed, we knew they just needed to win the one game and we qualified for the, I think it was the championship and there was a away game and, you know, we just couldn't help the, the pressure and we, we lost it. And like you said, um, last year when they played Denmark, the same, the same happened. Like, we were playing a great game. We just need one more win, and in the end, we just, you know, I think pressure or nerves, whatever, and, and we're losing this important game. Guys, but, are... you know, goals, fighting and stuff, and just some some peace missing. I hope this we can work it out, you know, and and that. Yeah, next competition is the the next goal is the. Is uh, European qualifiers for the World Cup? You guys, uh, yeah. you guys finished the first round undefeated. With uh, you guys have beaten Portugal, Albania, and uh, and Cyprus, uh, and yeah. now go to the second round. Um, just maybe how important it is after all of those, you know, sort of close calls. How important it is to at least get to the qualifiers for the World Cup? Yeah, it's it's. It's important for us, you know. We had to win this game if we want to, like, uh, as qualifiers. So, I mean, I don't know. Just like I think we, we did the job, like we qualified already. I think for this qualifiers, so just you know, a bit of time. And I think it's in, in this summer we can start, you know, trying to qualify finally. You you mentioned the women's team. Uh, you yeah. know they've been really strong for a, a lot of years. They they went to the Olympics in two thousand eight and two thousand sixteen, yeah. finished yeah. fourth at the two thousand ten Women's World Cup and and took actually yeah. the bronze at EuroBasket, uh, yeah. uh, two thousand seven. Um, you know obviously a couple of great generations. How much of a motivation inspiration are is the women's team for your team for the men's team? Uh, yeah. The- that's like that means a lot, you know. Like you can see that Belarus in basketball, you know, it's not like the the whatever like this women's team are performing, you know. So that gives us more motivation to perform at least the same level as they are. Uh, like just watching the games and you know, cheering for each other. Uh, yeah, that's what we lack of some, you know, great results, great. You know, games for the men's national team, but hopefully, but it's really cool. Um, most much of the much of the Smoky Men's team is made up of mm-hmm. guys from the Belarusian national team. How much um, does the, the do the games in the BCL help you guys uh, in the qualify in the um, playing for the national team? Uh, I mean, it, it helps a lot every time because, like, uh, almost like more than half of the team or the national team consists from players from Smoky. So for us, when it's like a national team window, 
it's it's kind of easy. You know, we've been practicing together for like for season, or even with some guys even more together. So we don't like need a lot of time to get used to each other. You know, we just had a couple of guys who is not smoking with the team. So for us, it's kind of a advantage over over other national teams who like who brings players from different teams, and you have to you know get used to each other. But the time is not like you don't have a lot of time to do that. So for us, it really helps that we play most of us playing the same team. We we like to have our 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 listeners, our fans of the BCL, ask questions on on Instagram. We have one from uh, Matthew Nielsen sixty nine sixty nine sixty nine. Who's your goat, greatest of all time? Oh, <laughs> I always love Kobe. I think Kobe is my from like childhood, you know. Or by I had his teacher. I would buy his shoes all the time. Like watch his games. I think he was like for me. He was the was the one. Um, Tretless, uh, very interesting question. I've never really asked this, so it's, um, but it's, it actually does say something about a person. What's your favorite seat on the airplane? Oh, seat on airplane? Oh, <laughs> As, um, I always take an aisle seat, but I would take the emergency seat exit because it's have more space for life. Because for us, the planes to sit in the in the middle of a window seat, it's almost impossible for me because you know because of my height, the planes are not uh, constructed for the people's <laughs> toe. So either it's an aisle seat or it's emergency seat exit. Yeah, uh, front front or back, or does that not matter? Front, uh, I think front. It's easier, you know. You come up to the plane, just sit. You don't need to go to all the way to the <laughs> to the back, and then when you, when you land, you don't need to wait the whole line when everybody comes out to the plane. <laughs> but you're not somebody who gets up as as soon as the plane stops, though, is it? Are you? Uh, I, mean, I mean, we don't have time. We don't rush usually, so okay. I only get up if I'm like really tired to sleep because sometimes it's really yeah, long flights and yeah. it's kind of hurts, you know, when you sit long. Uh, Panos underscore Apostolo. Eight. Uh, what are the goals of your team and your personal goals for this season? Oh, uh, we're trying to get as far as possible in this year because for us it's the first season and we want to, you know, see how far we can go. And, and then with CB, we're always trying, you know, the goal is to make the playoffs because, like, until this year, like, we, we didn't make the playoffs so far, the club. So this is the main goals, I think. For the for the club, but only for me too. That's like that's what I want. I want this season for me. It's important, you know, the team performs good and we like go as far as possible. So we play in the season, play some playoffs. That's, that's my personal goal too. I really like that because I when I was in college, we we made the playoff section in VCB League, and it was a great time. Like I loved it so much. So it's absolutely a great time. Uh, we talked about chess. Uh, I also saw that you're an mm-hmm. a, you you like to read books a lot. Maybe some, what are some of your favorite genres? Any book recommendations? Uh, well, I, I I don't know. I don't have a, like a specific um, specific book that I can like say right now. But I just usually read on the, the trips, you know, the planes, the uh, like this bubbles, for example, we had <laughs> with national team bubble stuff. So, but I uh, like fiction probably, and uh, 
Uh, I would really love to read about the um, lawyers and uh, all their work. It's really like the same ghosted movies. I think I watched every movie about lawyers and law and stuff. <laughs> and um, like for me, it's uh, most interesting. I also saw um, any pictures uh, of you. There's uh, pretty distinctive tattoos on your left arm. I saw uh, you posted it said three years to complete it. Um, yeah. uh, maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah, of course. Uh, so about tattoos, I, I was like, that was one of my kind of dreams when I was young. Because like, this... Um, Festival culture, you know, you see the players, you see like most of the tattoos. And you know, like, kind of, since, since I was young, I'm like, yeah, I want to, like, when I grow up. So, and then, you know, just figure out what I want and how I want it. And it's like, took, took, it took three years for me because it's kind of tough when you have a season. You need time to heal for, for the tattoo and stuff. So, and I was like, choosing really carefully what I wanted. It wasn't just like to, to make it. Because it consists from like many small tattoos, and then you just combine it for a sleeve, and then my arm. So yeah, it took some time, but that's what I wanted since I was young. And how would you describe actually what is what is uh, depicted on the on on the tattoos? Uh, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of stuff like. Um, <laughs> it's hard to like just talk about it. You just need to see that and then I can explain. So maybe next time. Check out check out the uh, Instagram and, and whatnot. These and uh, there's there's plenty of pictures out there. Uh, Instagram. Yeah. You you also said um, that uh, that you you live in the best city in the world, Minsk. Um, oh, yeah. What what are some of the best things about Minsk for those of us, including myself, who have never been there? No, then you should come. For sure, like you just need to visit it because you know, I, I I think so. Uh, like, seriously, this for me it's the best city. But like um, I don't know. Uh, I've been pretty. I've been many cities. So like um, Tallinn was actually pretty good, but it's Tallinn's uh, really similar to Minsk in some way. So for me, I liked it a lot. Uh, then uh, Sevilla, for sure, it was a gorgeous city, you know. I like that. And, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. St. Petersburg, one of my favorites, too. Yeah, it's the shortest, probably. But, but Minsk is number one, then, huh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. No doubt. Also, it's home, so, I mean, family yeah. and everything else, so. Yeah. Um, the... Coming back to the to the Champions League, uh, you guys, the club, uh, went through the qualifiers. Uh, you know, you had uh, failed to to get through the qualifiers uh, the previous four seasons. Mm -hmm. um, what what did it mean to finally break through and uh, and 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 get this team uh, to this club to the to the BCL regular season? I spent a lot, as you said, like four years before that the club couldn't couldn't do it. Like two years of that, I I was playing here too, so I understand how how tough it is. It's like, but it's the first games of the season, so and it's like almost the most important games of the season. So that's why the only goal to advance, you know, no matter how you play, no matter what kind of games you play, you just need to you know, win them in advance to the championship. That's the goal. And it's kind of tough, as I said, it's the first game of the season. You just come off the off season and you gotta 
play such important games and we would have time to for a mistake or this year was a bubble. So it was a new experience too. We never played like that. Usually home and away game and, uh, and here we just have one chance. You can, you don't have a chance for a mistake. Um, and final question. Um, you know, you mentioned home and away. The next game is the return game at home against Halone. Um, it, it almost feels like if you, if you win, you're through. I mean, that's not the fact, but it almost feels like that because, you know, you will have beaten Halone twice and Chalet's right now at, at, at 0 and 3. Halone, you know, it's only a, it's only a 10 point victory, you know, and so obviously there's, you know, 10 points is kind of an important number. Maybe you, yeah. what are your expectations for that game coming up then, uh, against, uh, against Halone, who will be, you know, really trying to uh, to get that victory. Yeah, like both teams need that victory. It's a really important game. We're playing home, so it's gonna like give us some advantage. Because for us, as you said, it's a very important game. We can, you know, almost almost secure the spot. Um, so like, we gotta prepare good, you know, because they wanna come and you know take advantage of this home load. It's a tough team, so. They're going to fight, we know that, but home advantage helps us this time. All right, fantastic. Uh, Max Salash, thanks for coming on, taking some time yeah, to talk you. to us. Uh, good luck yeah, down the fu- in the future, and uh, it's it's thank always it's, it's really uh, fun to watch. Uh, it's always fun to watch a new team uh, play, and so uh, it's been fun yeah, watching you guys. You. Yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks for reaching out. It was nice talking to you too. Okay, yeah, um, you know, really a uh, an interesting guy who, um, you know, it's because the the country, you know, it's one of the few countries in the world where the women's basketball team or the women's sports team in general, you can even say women's, uh, you know, world football, whatever, uh, where the women's national team is probably the best sports team there I mean, that women's Belarusian national team has done some absolutely amazing things uh, with some of the the stars uh, that they've brought up and um, so you know that's an interesting interesting case and you know they've had they've been really close the the men's team has been really close to making it uh, to bigger events and it was interesting that he's that he talked about how the camaraderie within the team of Smoky Minsk has actually helped the national team because there's so many players on that team uh, to help them get to uh, to get to the next level, and they're really playing well. They have a really good shot of getting to uh, getting to the to the playoffs, and uh, and and you know once you're there, who knows? Maybe you can you know grab a a, a big victory here and there. You know they like we said we had that they have a ten point victory over Halone. That they now have uh, a chance to defend at home uh, in their next game, so uh, a good chance for them. Uh, thanks to all the uh, all the all the fans of the BCL who sent in messages on Instagram, much appreciated. So let's move to the action next week, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Both we have both times we have four games. Uh, groups E and F are the games on. Tuesday, and uh, Group E is uh, Strasbourg taking on Peristeri and and Vilnius uh, against 
against Riga. Last week, we had Kyle Allman on from Favriga talking about that game. Obviously, that's going to be a huge game for Vilnius, uh, knowing that they have a minus 16 to still make up from that minus that 18 point loss to Peristeri. Uh, Riga has a plus one differential in Strasbourg's at zero. All four teams are. Uh, one and one, Peristeri sitting at the top with the plus 15 uh, point differential. In Group F, a uh, huge game for for Bomberg, Broza Bomberg uh, taking on Kashiyaka. And the other game is Fortitudo Bologna taking on uh, Bilbao. Fortitudo 0 and 1, Bilbao 0 and 2. So one of those teams will get their first victory. Bomberg, two road games, uh, road victories to start the season. We talked to uh, Dominic Lockhart uh, two weeks ago uh, and Kashiaka right now with just the one game. So this would be their second game. Obviously, they would love to grab a, a road victory over a team that right now looks like it will be their top competitor for first place in that group. Um, and so if Bumberg can 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 grab a, a, sec, uh, a third victory, uh, be huge in getting them to the to the playoffs, especially considering that two of those victories were on the road. Wednesday, uh, Group D has a game with Falco Sympathy taking on Nizhny Novgorod. Falco is 1-0 in that group, while Nizhny is at 0-1. Uh, the other two teams are not playing. Saragossa 2-0, Lublin at 0-2. Uh, also taking place on Wednesday is the Group G matchup with Telecom Turk Telecom Ankara taking on uh, Limoges CSP. Uh, both of those teams are one and one. Uh, the other game uh, between Igokea and uh, Jerusalem is now slated for December 22nd. All four of those teams are one and one. Ankara would love to uh, make up for their loss last time around against Igokea. Uh, the other two games uh, on, on Wednesday are both in Group H uh, and and just like group A, uh, just like groups uh, E and G, all four of the teams there are in uh, are, are in the deadlock at one and one. So this would be a huge game day for them. Uh, Burgos uh, reigning champions are taking on Dashafaka and Ostend are hosting Brindisi. Uh, Burgos obviously had the huge victory last time around. Uh, 22 point win over Brindisi, so that gives them the 21 uh, plus 21 point differential, which is huge in that group. Uh, and uh, Brindisi is chasing down right now a minus 11, so Ostend is at uh, minus four and Dushafaka minus six. So every every point's going to be uh, crucial in those games. So that is the show for this week. Uh, really appreciate you taking your time out and uh, listening to the show. Um, if you uh, want to follow us, please do so on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at BasketballCL. Please like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. There's the mobile app. You can contact us on the email address is info at Basketball. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or anywhere else that you listen listen to your podcasts. The the website is championsleague.basketball. On there is a piece looking at uh, some of the leading players from the BCL who played for their national teams over the week, uh, over the week of the national team window. 
all of the games are live and on demand on livebasketball.tv. So with that, uh, let's call it a show, and uh, we will talk to you next week uh, where we have uh, eight games to talk about. Uh, so everybody stay safe and healthy and and enjoy the the next round of games in the Basketball Champions League.